Always Happy Hour. I'm Hippa Shanbo. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with one person who you think could benefit from it. This could be anyone who you might know who is already a parent or someone planning to become a first-time parent. I'm sure they'd love to hear about the show, and I'd love it too. Regular listeners of the show know that I struggled with infertility on my path to motherhood. And one of the people who helped me during that time is our guest today, Fiona Bolton. Fiona is the founder of Awakening Fertility. She helps women improve their fertility through a holistic approach. She emphasizes how our emotional well-being, our lifestyle, our diets, and our relationships, if not well-balanced, can have a negative impact on our fertility. She has helped many women in their 30s, 40s, and even their 50s to finally get pregnant. Fiona is intuitive, empathetic, and really gets down to the core of the issue to help you resolve it and clear the pathway to pregnancy and motherhood. Her work is invaluable. I realized after having my own kids that pregnancy is only the beginning of our journey. Fiona helps us step into our feminine side and motherhood with greater confidence and a better understanding of ourselves and our triggers. In fact, she calls herself a fertility activator, a term she landed up coining while trying to figure out what she should call herself. So I was basically brainstorming one time with my husband saying, I don't know exactly how to coin what I do. I mean, I just help people to have happy, healthy babies, but it's a really long title and I'm more than just a fertility expert and I can't technically be called a a fertility specialist because I'm not a medical doctor. So we were trying to think up terms and I'm a healer, but I also wanted to let people know that I activate their fertility, which is why I call the company Awakening Fertility, because I help to awaken people's fertility, especially you see this scientifically through the AMH levels. So when people go get the anti-malarian hormone test, which is through IVF clinics, which was designed by IVF clinics, simply to see whether you're suitable for IVF, it shows people their follicle count at the time. It's meant to tell them what their egg reserve is, but it's incorrect. It doesn't actually show you what the the egg reserve is. It just says what follicles are active now. And when people do my, my course, that's when they're able to increase their AMH levels. And so when clinics turn people away because their AMH levels are too low, then they come see me, I then raise their levels and they either get pregnant naturally or they then go back to, to the clinics. But you know, that's an interesting thing. The AMH, I did not know that you did that because I thought that that was like a number that that was, those were your follicles until, you know, as a woman until for your fertile period and then you kind of menopause, right? Yes. Now that is a misconception. So what, I just want to clarify something. Yes. You know, it's actually our grandmother that determines how many eggs we're born with. You know, when she gives birth to our mum, our mum's already hardwired to pre-decide how many eggs we're going to have. So when you do the AMH test, it's not a true reflection of your egg reserve. It's simply to say whether IVF will work or it won't work for you. If you're going through bouts of stress, for example, you're going to have less follicles showing. But when you start moving into what we call an epigenetic state, you know, you start to control your genes by putting yourself in thrive mode, much healthier lifestyle and, and, you know, that's physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, and all of those things are in alignment, we then thrive more and you can see that reflected in the AMH levels because more follicles will be showing up. And that's the key. So when people think, oh, 
you know, I'm a certain age, or I'm going through early menopause, and I don't have a very high AMH level, I can change that around. And I, I, I've been doing it year after year. So how it works is that put, putting someone in thrive mode means being more conscious of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're eating, how you're detoxifying and opening up those detox pathways, how you're regenerating, managing stress, because that puts you in an acid or alkaline environment. I mean, when you and I were working together, we were going far and beyond fertility topics. Yeah, for sure. Because it's how you respond to everything in life, which impacts your fertility. Because if other things are draining you, then your body's hardwired to take it from your reproductive system. That's probably why it's such a problem in fertility nowadays. I mean, we are so, this generation, I feel like is so stressed and we're just doing so much and running around all the time. It's such a hard time to like, just relax and think about anything, let alone, I remember you had spoken a lot about like operating from your heart as opposed to like your mind. And I think it's so difficult to do that nowadays. We just barely have time to like sit and relax and think and, and think about what we want, let alone how we feel. So true, isn't it? We're so geared up with what we don't want. But when we focus on what we don't want, we keep manifesting what we don't want. Well, we must have crystal clear clarity about what we do want because that's how we achieve it. You know, we put a lot of big decisions onto our mind and the mind is only capable of our five senses. Whereas when we go into the heart, it has access to our intuitive guidance system, also has access to our creator and our ancestors. So we have a wealth of information within. But if we're always focusing on trying to analyze and trying to work it out mentally, we're not seeing the full picture. So we can never get the true guidance. Well, I wanted to ask you then, I find that like a lot of times I feel like I'm not really operating from my heart chakra and it's difficult for me. How does one let the heart lead as opposed to your mind leading? Mm, that is such a great question. <laughs> and it's something that I'm constantly teaching my, my clients. Okay, the first thing is we need to learn to control our emotions and to help you to control your emotions when you have a goal, like to have a happy, healthy baby, but you can apply this to any goal in your life then that needs to be your number one focus. So when people press your buttons, when people annoy you, aggravate you, or situations frustrate you, don't let your emotions control you. First of all, you become aware of it. You'll tighten up, you'll feel hot, you'll feel inflamed or irritated or outraged. And you just wanna take a breath and realize that this person and this circumstance is not worth taking your energy because that's all you're doing is just dumping a whole lot of your energy onto that person because unconsciously, normally, uh, they've learned that if they play out a certain way and press people's buttons a certain way, they will feel good because they're, they're drawing a lot of energy to them. So the first thing is to realize, all right, this is what's happening. And then you tell yourself, it's okay to feel like this. Take a couple of deep breaths and then you choose your emotion. Now to help you choose your emotion, you wanna drop into your heart. So remember, it's only your head where the ego is that would feel put off or upset um, and feel that, you know, you've hurt me now, I need to hurt you. That's, that's the head, that's the ego. When you drop down into your heart and you can do that by pausing and just taking a couple of deep breaths and feeling that your heart is opening like a rose coming into bloom. And I know it can be a challenge in those heated times because you're just wanting to seek revenge most of the time, especially for people that are 
outspoken and used to just being passionate with their feelings. So it's far more beneficial and it will keep your energy reserve much higher. You can take a couple of breaths, feel the heart open and soften, and then respond from a space where you are in control, where you feel peace. And in that state, the deeper you go, you will be able to find compassion for that person. And when you're in that state of compassion and kindness and forgiveness, you can't be angry with them anymore. Yeah. Because you you have that state of compassion. But when you're still in your head, you will not be able to drop into that state of compassion. You can't be in both. You can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth as you're trying to open the heart up. So just remember, you know, I can be right or I can be happy. And what's my ultimate goal? And is this personal situation worth my energy right now? Usually the answer is no. I mean, I think the first part sounds simple, like taking the breath, a couple of breaths before you respond. But it's maybe the whole like coming that complete circle might be more difficult than it sounds, but I'll give it a try next time. Yeah, it means that you'll be speaking slower and responding slower. Yeah. Which can be frustrating for the other person, which can press your buttons even more. But just remember that you're in control and it's not worth giving your energy away. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So keeping in a high vibration is key for keeping your energy. So anything from peace upwards, you know, peace, truthfulness, um, happiness, joy, love, these are the high vibrations. Um, of course, we're here to experience every emotion. Yeah. Um, but if you can be in those high vibrational states more than the, the lower, then you're going to be thriving. The whole body thrives. You will not be able to create dis-ease in the body because your thoughts and feelings actually impact your physiology. And this is all proven by science through epigenetics. Yeah. And what do you think about just like as opposed to if you're not that good at trying to respond from your heart, is it better to just eliminate certain like negative people in your life? Yes, because, you know, you don't owe anybody anything. And sometimes, you know, we have been hardwired to not be selfish, but to be truly spiritual, you have to be, you have to be selfish a little bit to put yourself first because you love yourself enough. What's not acceptable is imposing your will on others. So if you find that you just can't keep your mouth shut around certain people and you just have to be righteous and, you know, I'm guilty of this too sometimes, then it's just best to say, look, I can't catch up right now. I'm doing a meditation course. I'm doing some meditation. I'm doing something else. Um, Let's catch up later. When you've achieved your goal, because that person drains you for whatever reason. I, I did, I, for the longest time, I used to always think, people used to always try to convince me, my mother used to convince me that, being strong and not and and being around people that push your buttons but just like taking it is actually much better than cutting those people out that shows more strength of character and after i had the kids i realized hell no i mean i have energy i want to conserve my energy for the right people and to be around the positive people that i actually enjoy and i actually after leaving those people i actually feel better about my life i feel happier mm-hmm. as opposed to these other people that just kind of would suck my energy and my good energy and just like leave me feeling and like a lot of the times i wouldn't react but they leave and i'm like I feel like crap. And it's like, I realize it's like, why am I doing that to myself? Exactly. I mean, unconsciously, they are energy vampires. Yeah. And we, we've got them everywhere. Now you can be around anyone at any time if you apply energy hygiene techniques. So if you want to put the work in, yes, you can be around 
nasty people or draining people. And that, that energy hygiene technique is simply where you ground your energy, so you bring yourself into the here and the now moment. No future thoughts, no past thoughts. You then protect your energy field. So you see your energy field or your aura in your mind's eye. It's about two meters, uh, two meters circumference around the body. And you can encapsulate that either with an archangel or a color. Um, silver is a good reflective color. You can also use blue. It's a, it's, I use cobalt blue a lot of the time. It's Archangel Michael's color and he helps to ground and protect. But you can use any, anything that feels secure to you. So you really step into your power and you say, I am grounded, I am protected. And then you disconnect from energy cordings and coatings. So then you say, I am disconnected. And you're literally severing any cords that people put onto you. So when I was saying earlier, um, people can press your buttons or they do things unconsciously that draws your energy. What can happen is they'll say something to you which triggers that response where you're draining your energy and giving it to them. When you tell yourself, I disconnect from energy cordings and coatings that do not serve my highest good, they can't do that anymore. But whether you remember to do this every day when you wake up or before you go into a certain room or around certain people is another thing. If you can remember these techniques, these energy hygiene techniques, apply them. It works. Um, but, you know, you can always walk away as well and say, oh, look, you know, I, I just realized I've got to be somewhere else. I'll catch up later. Yeah. I, I've done that now. I just, I just don't have the time for it or the energy. So I just kind of, I'm not good at it. So I'm like, you know what? Better to limit my time with these people. Yeah, you love yourself enough to have boundaries. And, and it is hard when you're not used to having boundaries to start being best friends with the word no is really difficult yeah. because you want to be there to support everyone, but at the cost of your health and your goals. So fill your cup up first. And when you're in a strong space, yeah, you know, you're free to do whatever. But when you're not in that strong space, don't give all your energy away to everyone else when you need it for your goals. Yeah, exactly. Especially as this is a universe which is all about abundance. We're meant to be expansive all the time. We're not meant to be dampening our spark. We're not meant to be less great. We're meant to be more great. So by you being the best version of you will help others to be inspired to be the best versions of them. And that's how we create this global evolution that we, we need on this planet, this consciousness evolution. So you've been, how long have you been doing this for and where you're based, you're Australian, but you're based in the UK, right? Yes, 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 yes. I married an English gentleman. Yes. <laughs> so stuck over here for a little while. Um, yes, I'm Australian and I moved to the UK as a Japanese medical translator uh, with a political science degree. Oh, wow. I was doing that for a while and just not really getting paid enough like I was on six pounds 50 an hour I would have got the same working at McDonald's oh my god yeah I studied Japanese for 13 years and was very um high up in this uh Johnson and Johnson clinical trial um working with psychiatric medication on Japanese people because they have one enzyme less and one meter extra long intestine so they, they respond very differently to medication and all these people were passing out and it was quite intense and I just thought you know what this responsibility for this amount of money and I've got 13 years of you know education behind me I just think I can do something else and then I thought what do I really want to do and I was also a therapeutic yoga instructor and meditation instructor by the time I came over here and I 
worked as an office manager, learning how to manage other people's offices for a little while. And then I decided to set up my own style of yoga because I thought, look, yoga is growing in popularity. This was in 2006. And I began training people from all over the world um, to be key yoga teachers. And what is, what is key yoga? So key yoga combines therapeutic hatha yoga, which is the, the basic form of yoga here in the West. It's not hot yoga. It's um, you do a pose and then you do a different pose and then you do a different pose. It doesn't transition into a flow. Um, and it's all designed for specific healing for the body. And I combined that with Qigong. So yoga is very yin. It's very dense, heavy energy. Whereas the yang of the Qigong, when you mix it together, creates this class where you feel light, lightheaded, light in the body, but grounded and solid. So a lot of people were drawn to this style. And um, because so many of my clients um, who were my teacher training clients were getting pregnant, it was really tiring for me. And I was teaching 25 classes a week and saying, come on, guys, stop getting pregnant because I need people to run over, you know, take these studios over for me, these studios in London. And that's actually how I met my husband. He was one of my um, yoga students until I said, I'm having inappropriate thoughts about you, so I can't be your teacher anymore. It's <laughs> so funny. Exactly. And then in, through all of that, um, the groundswell of fertility just grew through demand. I ended up just focusing only on fertility um, because these women were just so distraught and desperate for, for a solution. So I was able to then take things a little deeper and create online courses and help with nutrition and look at the spiritual side as well as the, the physical side of things. So having my Japanese medical translation background, I was able to understand the science, the body, but then also working with the physiology through yoga and then going even deeper with, with the healing meditations. So you've been dealing with women who have had infertility issues for a while now. What is the most common thing that you see or like the common mistake that people make when they're, when they're experiencing infertility? Well, there's a few. So um, when people think that they're, they've been trying for a long time and then I'll say, okay, so tell me how you've been trying. Are you making love every second day? And they all look at me and go, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell has time to do that, Fiona? Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, we often just test with ovulation test kit. And that's where part of the issue lies because often these test kits are wrong. And so if you're only making love, you know, once a month and you've been told it's the wrong time because you've got a 12-hour window. That's the only time you've got when you ovulate. So what I recommend is if you make love every second day or maximum every third, if your man's got good sperm, then when you ovulate, there's hopefully some sperm there that's going to help connect to your egg. Um, you know, you don't have to be doing it every second day throughout the whole month, but, you know, at least five days either side of when you think you're ovulating. Yeah. So that's, what, that's the first thing I'd recommend. The other thing I say is fertility is a sign of balance and energy. So where do we need more balance in your life? And whether it's got to do with fertility or not, let's have a look at what's going on. And secondly, what is draining your energy and how are you regenerating? How are you giving yourselves the energy that they need? And that's, that's really it in a nutshell. So making sure that when you have the right energy and you're not leaking energy, um, then you're going to be able to help have your happy, healthy baby. And that's when your AMH levels will 
improve, your FSH levels will improve, your LH levels, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all of that comes into balance. And that's what's really powerful. And the best thing is, you know that you're coming into balance because you've got a lot more energy and you're sleeping better. You've got uh, less digestive issues or no digestive issues. So all of these things begin to take place. And recently I've had an influx of clients who are adamant, they've got a belief that if I'm thin enough, I'll get pregnant. And they see a lot of control with food and they feel that, you know, they're just a couple of kilos overweight through to maybe 10 or even 20 kilos overweight. There's a, a big range, but they've all got that belief. I know that when I've lost some weight, I can, I can then have my baby. And that may be true, but the thing is sometimes our beliefs block our abundance. So if I shift their beliefs around to, to make peace with food or food addiction um, or their hang-ups on their weight, then that can help to just release the load because often the weight can be a protection mechanism. You know, we carry extra weight as a form of protection. So what are we not happy about? Let's create some more happiness, put you on the right supplements that help you to, to detoxify and regenerate. And then you just watch the weight drip, drip off. You don't even have to be doing any more or curbing your diet because you're just helping your body. And then when you see that little shift, you can then start uh, bringing yourself more into alignment with self-love and overcoming the choices that got us to where we are. Yeah, that's odd because I would have thought it would be the other way around that you'd think like if you're too skinny that you can't get pregnant as easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly help 80% of all my clients to succeed and the hardest ones, there's two types that are very difficult for me. One is when they're too skinny. Okay. They usually take the longest. Two and a half years was my longest client. And the other times is when they never put themselves first. They put everyone else first. So they've never got any energy and it's just really difficult to succeed with those people. That's me. That's second one is me. I think that's what it was for me. It's like, I just kept on like, I was running on empty all the, and I still am in a way sometimes. It's like, I'm always, I always feel like I need to, I don't want to like disappoint anybody or I don't want to. So I just always sideline my own, what I really want for everybody else. It sucks. And how does that make you feel? Drained. Drained mentally, emotionally, and physically, all three. When we were working together, though, you were able to step into your power. You had boundaries. But I need somebody. I need somebody to constantly like help me get into that power because, like, Egypt. I feel like because there is the proximity of everybody. It's not like I feel like everybody's in your space a lot here. Also, because we're much more sociable, and mm. physically, my mother actually lives right across the street from me, so I'm always in her presence. You know what I mean? Even though she's much better than she used to be in terms of like trying to control what I do. And well, sometimes she is anyways. Uh, <laughs> but you know, so it's like, it's like, I think the constant thing is like, even though I have, I've set boundaries and, and I'm way better than I used to be. I still feel like there is the continuous thing will, will eventually sometimes make me concede when I wouldn't not, if I, when I wouldn't, if she wasn't there all the time with me, maybe. So yeah, no, but I find, I find life's become just so 
like a rat race. It has, and you touched on a good point. You know, we are putting ourselves under so much pressure and um, society puts us under so much pressure to be available and on call the whole time, which can be very draining. Technology can be very draining for us. This Wi-Fi, it doesn't help us in any way. Our bodies are having to really fight to bring it back into equilibrium. Yeah, and people now with COVID, everybody thinks it's better because we work from home, but I find it we're more connected now in like you know, like you said, Wi-Fi and now Zoom calls. It's like all the time now, everybody's expecting your home's okay so we can, you know, get on a call any time of the day. So I find it even more stressful. Yeah, but then it's come, it comes down to boundaries. Yeah. People respect you. People always treat you the way you allow them to. So if you say, look, you know, you're welcome to message me or contact me outside of these hours, but I won't be getting back to you until these hours. Yeah, it's true. So let, let me ask you about your programs. Do you, are they tailor-made or is it a course that women can take? Yes, I have lots of options. So there is the 90-day program. It's an online course and you can do that yourself. That's the, the cheapest way um, that people succeed and it covers everything. What to eat, how to detoxify, like I said, how to manage stress, different relationships. There is so much content on there like there's over 510 A4 typed pages of content. There's over 25 coaching, 25 hours of coaching videos. There's over 200 meditations. There's so much content because it's designed for specific personality types. Okay. So you dive on in and you see this massive smorgasbord and you go with what appeals to you and what works for you. Because not every meditation works for everyone. That's why I've got five distinct styles and you stick to the style that's working for you. Okay. After that, I've got another tier where people can get involved in group support. They can also get involved in one-to-one -one support. Um, so they can have nine hours of sessions with me, plus they can do a monthly private Q&A as well as a monthly private healing. And this is a group healing and group Q&A where people come together and it, it's incredibly powerful because you've got such momentum where people want the same outcome and they come together for the same goal. It really does create a shift. And some of my most powerful meditations are in these group settings. The next tier up is a four-month course. So the other two are three months. Next one's four. And these are women definitely over the age of 45 because most of my clients now are about 47. I'm helping women even into their early 50s to have children, even with their own eggs. Wow. Um, and even when their partners don't have good sperm. And these, these babies are perfectly healthy and happy. So there's real regeneration that takes place. But there is a lot more work. So that's why I say, you know, four months and we have 12 hours of sessions together. You have four months of the course and four months of the, the group support as well. I also recently launched Patreon, Mm -hmm. So people that can't afford my full services but want to get assistance with being fertility fit through fertility yoga, fertility qigong, fertility meditations, looking at different recipes and um, answering questions live and listening to the recordings and understanding more about IVF as an option. Um, I, that's what I offer everyone on, on Patreon. So it's much more affordable. It's a month-by-month -month process, and they can even have one-to-one -one sessions with me as well if that's what they would like. So what's, what tools do you use? It's meditation, uh, advice on uh, diet, nutrition. What else? 
Yeah, diet, nutrition, exercise. Mm -hmm. Because remember, my goal is to not just get you pregnant like in IVF. My goal is for you to have happy, healthy babies. Yeah. So I also have a pregnancy support course that feeds into, so when you signed up to the three-month or four-month course, when you're pregnant in that time, you just roll one over into the nine-month support program. And that helps to eradicate fears. Both courses are, are focusing on any kind of fear you might have. Could be birth trauma, could be random thoughts. And then it's about helping to rewire the mind. I often help a lot of women to manifest their ideal man. So a lot of women come to me saying, look, I'm, I'm doing IUI and I need some help because I'm doing it on my own. I'd love to also manifest the ideal guy. So we work on those levels. Have you seen a lot of women who come on their own? I would think that, I mean, in this part of the world, men are not very supportive with this kind of thing. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. it yeah, I mean, that I, I have a lot of clients like that, even women who say, I could never even tell my husband about you. Um, he would never support me with this. He doesn't believe in any of this. Um, and, and that's just really the majority of my clients. The, the other clients though, the men want to sit in on every single session and they're sometimes more proactive than the woman. They're the ones, you know, preparing the meals and, and making sure that their nutrition is up to date. Whereas to be honest, most women are, are forcing supplements down their husband's throat and not getting supported at all whilst doing this course. Yeah. Um, but it, it caters for both. And for that reason, the male um, module is for women to then be able to explain that to their men. Otherwise, if I've got a one-to-one -one session with a man, I can you know, easily guide him through. But the men are less complicated. It's really simple to boost sperm health. It takes three months. All they have to do is stay clear from Wi-Fi, so no laptops on their lap, mobile phones in their pockets, because that really does destroy sperm health. Stay away from microwaves. Um, they need to stay away from synthetic underwear and overheating the testicles, so no saunas and hot baths and hot yoga, um, reducing the amount of time they're bike riding, for example, and if they are bike riding, then they need to use cotton or hemp breathable fabrics and not be on the saddle so much. When they combine these with some proper detoxification and regeneration supplements, within three months they can have super sperm. Whereas women, it takes nine months to improve follicle health. We then have to focus on improving the lining and, and everything that we feel, baby feels. So sometimes baby's not coming through because of ancestral blockages. You know, we're all born into DNA cellular memory from our last four generations. So if you had, you know, personality issues or things that needed to be improved or transmuted, ours is the generation that's here to transmute that so that the next generation, the next set of children coming through are saying, mom, I'm not coming down until you rectify this issue. I don't want to have that as an issue that I have to deal with. You have to make peace with that issue. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, we do a lot of commuting with baby or babies. Yeah, I get, I, I know what you mean. And it's true, I guess the men are much less complicated. I mean, them for them, it's like one plus one equals two. And, and for us, it's like, so complicated we have so many so many layers that we need to kind of unravel exactly and the men don't always understand this i had one client um who was with a farmer and still is and he's like but sheep don't require this amount of attention and care and it's like okay but we're human beings we're not sheep like we have a very different level of consciousness yeah. and we're processing our emotions very differently to sheep so he just honestly didn't understand can you give me an example of like what's like the worst like been like like a really tough 
client that you had to work with and that finally, what were the success tools that finally got them pregnant? Some women are desperate. I mean, some, it, this is like infertility is a case of desperation with most women. So it's really tough when you hear that all these women are getting pregnant, like pretty quickly. Always, It always seems like other women around you are getting pregnant pretty quickly. Um, the first thing is the jealousy that they feel when people announce their pregnancies or their second or third pregnancy. And my client's going, you don't know how long I've been trying. You just seem to look at children and get pregnant. Um, it's really unfair. Why is it happening for them and not for me? And I'm healthier and I'm doing this and I'm trying longer. It's still not happening for me. And that's when I go in and I shift their beliefs. I've even created um, some comprehensive online seminars, which I've repopulated and made really affordable to people on my website. It's called Baby on a Budget. If people want to go and have a look, there's a specific seminar called Become Baby Ready. Um, it's one of several seminars that's, that's available. And this particular one helps you to overcome jealousy, to give you the tools where you genuinely get excited that other people are pregnant because you realize I'm next. How can you draw to you the energy of something you're rejecting? You know, when you see other people and you're jealous that they've achieved something that you haven't and you reject that, you're stopping it from coming to you. So we've got to go deep and we've got to shift the mindset. And oh, I see this with so many clients and my longest standing client, two and a half years was, I was with her and um, she's, she was, she's married to a celebrity, a sports player, and she was also financially independent herself. So she'd worked very high up in, in um, corporate banking um, in London. And she carved out every Thursday, would spend a couple of hours together. Um, this was back a few years ago and I would do home visits. So I'd spend a couple of hours with her. We'd be doing our fertility yoga, the coaching, the healing, the meditations. She did everything that I was telling her. It just didn't, I just didn't understand. And she was a brilliant manifester. She knew that she could manifest whatever she desired. And she saw it played out the whole time. And she already had a son. Her son was very close to her, a little needy. Um, and just by letting go of any pressure that she had, because she said to me, we're a beautiful family and we are so ready for another child. We don't mind how this child comes. When that happened, she fell pregnant to a girl and now she's got her little girl and little boy. And I said to her, what do you think one of the main reasons were that was blocking you? And she said, I think it was my son. He needed me to be with him for that one-to-one -one time longer than I realized. So when you shift the belief and the time is right, we create the right environment through the epigenetic protocol that I was speaking about, maintaining all of those pillars at the same time, that's when it happens. Yeah, that's so interesting. What are your what are your top recommendations and tips for women who want to get pregnant, who whether are you know really struggling with it or not, uh, you know just to be baby ready? I know you spoke you speak about this thirty day detox. Mm, yes, good memory. So the thirty day detox is important because there's no point adding more things to the body if you're unable to digest it or absorb it. You know, when your cells are overloaded, we need to open up the detox pathways. And, you know, the more um, conscious you are, the difficult it is to, to detox. So it's really important that we start a detoxification protocol. A lot of the women that come to me really, you know, their fertility window is closing. 
very quickly. So I end up giving them detox protocol with regeneration protocols. We've got detox, the 30-day detox going on at the same time, having some supplements that really boost energy and feed the cells the chi that they need and the jing that they need. And it's all superfoods, it's all organic. So there's no fillers, no binders, no synthetics. And that's really important because there's so many supplements on the market where you think, oh, this is great. The nutrition panel says I'm going to be getting all of these things, but actually it's made from synthetics and you're not going to absorb it. And it's going to cost your body more energy to try and digest it. So we really have to improve your digestive health so that you're absorbing things better get you on the right detox pathways that suit your lifestyle. There's no point doing intense ones that's going to give you headaches and then you can't go to work or do what you need to do. We need to work in with your personality type. There's no one set thing that suits everybody. And the reason why what I do is successful is because I work intuitively. I can zone on in and I can sense what your body needs and what's going to help you instantly. So that's, that's where the importance really lies, making sure that it's whole food, nutritional, organic supplements and also meals that you're choosing, but also not getting into that lack mentality, not thinking I've got to do a diet and have, don't have this and don't have that. I explain to clients, well, if you're going to have a coffee, this is what it's going to do to you. If you're going to have a glass of wine, this is what it'll do to you. If you're going to have pizza, this is what it's going to do to you. So because it's going to create inflammation or drain your energy or whatever, what are you going to do in addition to that? If you want to have those foods, what else are you going to do to balance what you need to thrive? So take these additional supplements to help detoxify, to help regenerate, so you can still enjoy what you want to enjoy without the oxidative stress and the inflammation that can occur from these lifestyles that we like. Yeah. I think what's great for people to know that are listening, that you offer a holistic approach to the whole thing. So I know you like you're saying about the nutrition, all that, but I think you... Re- you are so effective at it because you also you also understand the power of the mind and how that really really can create so many blockages so i think it's great you're really really great to work with oh thank you thank you As we mentioned on the episode, Fiona is based out of the UK, but she also works with clients remotely and has an extensive range of programs and courses to suit specific needs and also accommodates different budgets. You can find out more at awakeningfertility.com. That's it for this edition of Mommy's Happy Hour with me. I'm Hiba Shanbo, and I'll see you again in two weeks.